Welcome to Inner Work with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Well, hi there, and welcome back. So today we get to explore the power of play and who doesn't want to have more fun and playfulness in their life, right? Um, Oftentimes on this podcast, we talk about the fact that life is 50-50. It just is. There is going to be hard stuff in life that we can't avoid. And also we can make life more enjoyable by creating more play for ourselves. So first of all, what is play? I want to suggest the idea that play is a mindset. It's choosing to do something just for the pure joy of doing it. Oftentimes, there's not even a direct result that we're wanting to create. We just want to enjoy ourselves in the moment. So this might look like playing a game or participating in a sport, telling jokes, being silly, creating an art project. The number of ways that we can incorporate play into our day-to-day lives, it varies as much as there are people on the earth. Everybody does it different, and that's what makes it so much fun, right? Psych Central shared an article on the importance of play for adults. And I will post a link to the article in the show notes if you want to check it out. Uh, But they shared three reasons why play is important specifically for adults. So first of all, it improves your overall well-being. It just makes us happier people, right? It also helps us to nurture likable qualities in ourselves. For example, making people laugh. And sometimes we tend to get it in our heads that only certain people or certain personalities can be funny or playful. But really, I want you to challenge that belief and really think about the people that you know in your circle and how they exhibit play. Because each personality has its own kind of humor, its own kind of playfulness, and it can be really fun to see how it shows up in other people. For example, I know some people that are super skilled at remembering the details of a joke and executing it perfectly. (laughs) Like I don't even see it coming. They're talking about like, this is something that really happened in their day. And then they get to the punchline. It's just like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. This is not my gift. (laughs) I'm related to many people with this gift, but this is not my gift. It's funny that for me, when I'm trying to tell a joke, oftentimes I can remember the punchline, but I struggle to remember how to get there. So I really admire these people that can execute their jokes so perfectly. I know other people that totally crack me up with their super dry sense of humor. Like, Like when you look at their face, it's almost hard to tell that they're telling a joke, but you might catch like the tiniest hint of a curl in the corner of their mouth (laughs) to let you know that they're being silly. And I absolutely love these people. And I know that for me, like I like to think I'm pretty punny. My kids might disagree, but I think I'm pretty punny. (laughs) So in the article, they found that higher playfulness scores were actually associated with higher creativity, higher levels of appreciating beauty, approaching life with excitement and energy, playful expressions of love, a sense of hope, a sense of humor. And they concluded that playfulness significantly increases our overall well-being. How cool is that? All right. The second benefit of play is that it assists us in coping with stress. So I know that my brother, for example, he is super skilled when it comes to inserting a playful comment and lightening the mood in an otherwise very stressful situation. And not only does this help him to feel more relaxed and at ease, but it's really fun to see how it actually helps everyone else in his presence to feel more relaxed and and to feel that tension ease as well. I I just love that he's able to do that. All right. The third benefit of play is that it actually boosts your physical health. So when people say that laughter is the best medicine, they just might be right. So I worked as a reflexologist for several years before becoming a life coach. And when I was studying, it was really interesting to learn about disease as dis-ease. So many of the physical symptoms of the body are actually born 
from dis-ease or from stress. So intentionally doing things to minimize our stress, be that through reflexology, massage or play or whatever it is, it can significantly improve your overall physical well-being in addition to your mental and emotional well-being. So in this article, they also identified eight play personalities. So I want you to listen close and see which one most resonates with you or see if you know people that incorporate play in these other ways. All right, number one, the collector. The collector enjoys building collections like collecting stamps or vintage cars. Number two, the competitor. The competitor enjoys playing and winning games with very specific rules. And they like playing, for example, like in the neighborhood soccer league or playing Monopoly with people. They just love that. Number three, the creator or the artist. The creator or the artist finds joy in making things or in making things work. And so the creator might enjoy doodling or woodworking, decorating, fixing things, or sewing. Number four, the director. The director enjoys planning out and directing. So they're going to be the ones that are like the, the hosts or hostesses of these parties. Uh, they just really love pulling things together. Number five, the explorer. The explorer plays by discovering something new. So this might be something very physical, like a new place, or it might be something mental, like a new idea. And so they might play by going on vacation to a new place or discovering a new type of music or just taking a fun new class. Uh, that's someplace where the explorer just thrives. Number six, the joker. The joker enjoys being silly and foolish. And so they might enjoy things like improv theater or just making their friends laugh. Number seven, the kinesthete. <laughs> so these are the people that enjoy moving their body as they play. So they might enjoy practicing yoga or taking a dance class for fun, but they really enjoy the physical movement. Number eight, the storyteller. The storyteller plays by listening to or creating stories. And so they might enjoy going to the theater or writing in their journal. So one other benefit of play is that when we do play, it can actually speed up our ability to learn. Dr. Karen Purvis said, scientists have recently determined that it takes approximately 400 repetitions to create new synapses in the brain, unless it is done with play, in which case it takes between 10 to 20 repetitions. What? <laughs> okay, let me read those numbers again. 400 repetitions normally to create new synapses in the brain, or when you do it with play, 10 to 20 repetitions. Isn't that awesome? That turning things into a game and just making it feel a little bit more playful can actually increase our ability to learn and to retain information. So cool. All right. So how can we as adults incorporate more play into our lives? It all starts in the mind. So notice as I'm making the suggestion that you play more, just notice what is happening in your brain. So notice if you're maybe thinking thoughts like, well, that sounds so childish or immature, or maybe you're thinking it's irresponsible to play, or maybe you're thinking what a waste of time. And guess what? If those are your thoughts, you will not ever be able to play because play starts in the mind. It's a mindset. So there's this picture that's been floating around the internet for a while, and it pops up in my feed from time to time. And I will see if I can find a copy of it to share on social media. But it's a picture of some women on a roller coaster. And so you can see basically the, the three cars in the front. So the two women in the very front car are just laughing, these giant belly laughs. Like you could just see in their faces, you can almost hear the laughter coming through this image as they're trying to hold their skirts down that are flying up and they're trying to keep their hats on their head. It is just hilarious. 
And then when you look at the second row, then the women in the second row, then they are just laughing and enjoying the scene that is taking place right in front of them. They're still completely present in the moment and just loving it. And then when you look at the third row, then you see two very, very serious women. And you know, it's like they're not even on a roller coaster. It looks like they're just sitting down on a park bench doing nothing. And so, yeah, you could look at the picture and think that, oh, but they're all doing something playful because they're all on a roller coaster, right? But really, you can see due to the mindset of these women that even though the activity is the same, there's only some of the women in that picture that are actually participating in play. And so really, essentially, only some of the women in the photo are experiencing the benefits of playfulness. So today I want to offer up four ways that you can invite in more play into your day-to-day -day life so you can experience all of the amazing benefits that come with play. So number one, be present. So have you ever noticed that when you're having the most fun, it's when you are completely present? So we might find that sometimes like, you know, we're attempting to ride the roller coaster, so to speak, but our mind is somewhere else. So maybe it's wondering what others are going to think of us if they see us being silly, or maybe our mind is still at work and thinking about that project that we have going on there. Or maybe our mind is planning for the future. It's like making plans and looking at your checklist for what needs to happen for tomorrow. But a lack of presence is a lack of play. So practice presence, practice coming into the present moment and see what there is to love about it. Doing simple little things like looking for the beauty in the sunset or feeling the wind on your face, doing these things to just invite in the five senses and noticing these little things can help to bring us back into the present moment where play exists. All right, number two, be flexible. It does take practice to be flexible, right? But when you are working to be in the present moment, flexibility is key. Play is expansive and it goes with the flow. So loosen up a little bit. <laughs> Remember that play is about the experience. It's not necessarily about the end result. So for example, you know, if you're going into an event having this five-step plan for exactly how to make it fun, then you might create some resistance for yourself. I mean, it's good to be intentional. It's good to have an idea about what you'd like to do and create for yourself. But don't get so caught up in the plan and executing this five steps of the plan that you miss being in the present moment. So maybe just be open to the idea that the energy, it might lead you down an unexpected path that ends up being even more enjoyable than the five-step plan that you had in your head. Okay, number three, laugh. Practice laughing. <laughs> so maybe you intentionally turn on a funny clip on YouTube or maybe you're Googling jokes, but seek out something to laugh about every day. When COVID first hit and we were suddenly like on this endless spring break, I really struggled, you know, mentally and emotionally. And do you want to know what my coping mechanism was? memes. <laughs> and people seriously came up with some amazing stuff during the pandemic. Like people are so clever. I loved seeing the just the hilarious stuff that people were coming up with. So each and every day, then I would scroll through social media with the intention of seeking out the funniest memes to share. I mean, there was a lot of horrible stuff happening in the news, but I set the intention to find the things that would create joy and laughter. And I would save them and compile them up. And then each and every day for over a year, <laughs> I would share those images. And people really loved it. They loved it so much they started sending things to me directly. And it kind of became like this community event. 
And it's super fun that now, as I look back at those memes, it's kind of like this little time capsule. And so now I can look back and laugh about like when we weren't able to find toilet paper and I can relive the beauty of the Italians singing to each other from the, their balconies. And I can remember like, you know, the silly picture one guy posted where he carefully removed each and every seed from a strawberry to share with the world what he was doing to keep from getting from being bored. <laughs> like these things just kind of crack me up and they they help to bring that joy and that levity. I think people are just hilarious and so clever. So it did require a little bit of intention on my part, but setting the intention to seek out things to laugh about, it really did help to keep the lockdown blues more manageable for me. And just as a side note, laughing, even when you're faking it, it creates a physiological response in our bodies that changes your mood and it releases endorphins that help to reduce stress. It decreases cortisol. Right. So this is the stress hormone that increases our belly fat. So you can get slimmer and trimmer and just be overall happier if you laugh, even if you're faking it. How cool is that? All right. Number four, learn to laugh at yourself. Okay. Now this one, we already talked about laughter, but learning to laugh at yourself kind of needs its own bullet point because sometimes we are really good at laughing, but we struggle to laugh at ourselves. So don't take yourself so seriously. No one is perfect, but for some reason we have it in our heads that we should be, right? We should be the exception to the rule. We should only be silly on purpose, right? Not on accident, but being stuck in our head and thinking that for some reason we should be the exception to the rule and always appear to have it together. It's kind of like being those ladies on the third roll of the roller coaster, right? There we are, sure, but we aren't really enjoying ourselves. And so when something unexpected happens, practice changing your default setting into one of laughter. So for example, when you trip, laugh about it as long as you aren't hurt, right? <laughs> Maybe if you're sitting there in a conversation and you're standing and talking to somebody and your slip falls right down to your ankles from under your skirt when you're, ha you know, you can just choose to laugh about it. And yes, this has happened to me <laughs> twice. <laughs> And when you notice like maybe a major typo in a visual that you posted hours or even days prior, you can laugh about it. And yeah, I've done that too. And believe it or not, like one typo or even several typos over time, like it hasn't seemed to make a difference in how many people choose to follow me or unfollow me. So laugh about it. Everybody makes mistakes and being able to laugh and move on from those things and not only helps you to feel better about things but it also gives other humans permission to be human too play has so many benefits physically mentally and emotionally it has been shown to help us to be more active physically and to just experience more life satisfaction overall so hey Let's play. And I would love to hear how you plan to incorporate more play into your day. So you can come and find me on TikTok or Instagram at MarianneWalker.life, or you can find me on Facebook by searching for Inner Work with Marianne Walker. It has the same name as this podcast. And hey, if you do notice that it's hard for you to be present and let loose, come and work with me. I have limited slots available, uh, but you can come and apply now at MarianneWalker.life. So hey, let's make today a playful day. I love you guys and let's talk soon. Have a great one.